this would be the first episode of 20? That's what I'm thinking. Um, okay, so, so happy new year. Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macro. Brought to you by Public Safety and Education and the Trigger Pressers Union. And now, your hosts. Welcome to Meet the Pressers. This is Matt Mallory and my esteemed co-host. Clint Macro. And today our special guest on Meet the Pressers is Cheryl Todd, owner and co-host of Gun Freedom Radio. <laughs> that See, was quite good. Quite oh, good. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for having me. This is awesome. This episode of Meet the Pressers is made possible with the generous support of thelawofselfdefense.com. Nikon, Shooter Technology Group, ASP, Saber Red, the Safer Faster Defense Responder 2.0, and Lee Armory. Thank you. Very happy to have you on. You were uh, quite an influencer and one of the big guests who were that yep. spoke at the uh, November 2nd rally in Washington. So we, of course, we'd like you to talk about that and a few other things perhaps. Well, thank you so much again for having me. And that rally was I hope the first of its kind, because it was truly an incredible day of, to me, I was, I'm thinking unity, right? I, and even if there's still, you know, some fissures here and there in, in the 2A movement, which I think there always will be because we are such independent minded creatures, True. then the collaboration was something that I had not ever seen before, and I hope I see lots more of moving forward. The dates are October 24th of 2020. That's the next one. So uh, we're looking to start promoting it. We can start promoting it right now, right? We sure can. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, there's, it has actually kind of sparked other rallies and i think that's only a good thing so here in arizona we have a rally every year we hold it on the arizona state capitol lawn and it is billed as a celebration because in arizona we have worked very hard the azcdl the arizona citizens defense league gets the lion's share of the credit for being the watchmen on the wall and the guard dogs in the court to uh not only keep bad laws from getting passed, but, but helping good laws get through. Awesome. And so we celebrate those freedoms that we've been able to hang on to here in Arizona. And it's also on the weekend of our state birthday. Uh, Arizona was uh, brought in to, as a, a state you know, in, uh, on February 14th. Uh, 1912. And so we hold it on that weekend. And this year it's Saturday, uh, February 15th, our big rally. And one of the things that people were kind of kibitzing about with the DC rally is, well, how is it a second amendment rally if you can't even carry your firearm? Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, th those are the rules that we are trying to change. Exactly. Uh, 
through this kind of activity, these rallies and, and talking and interacting with our elected officials. But in Arizona, it's come as you are because we have constitutional carry here. We are a freedom state and trying everything we can to be sure we stay that way. Hallelujah. Thank you. I think it's important to recognize, especially for folks that are just getting into uh, Second Amendment advocacy, one of the brilliant things about holding that rally where it was held on November 2nd is that it takes away the opposition's ability to make it about open carry. Here in Pittsburgh, a lot of people organized a really brilliant rally at the beginning of last year after Mayor Peduto and the uh, city council announced that they were going to pass illegal ordinances that violated state preemption. And over 1,500 people went downtown Pittsburgh. They left the city cleaner than they found it. It was really well done. People were very respectful. And that rally was about the fact that the mayor in the city of Pittsburgh was violating state preemption laws. But what happened was all of the news made it about open carry. And there is another breaking news story. An open carry rally is about to get underway in downtown Pittsburgh. They gathered on the other side of the street beneath the menorah and the Christmas tree and the wreath, many of them carrying weapons and proud of their weapons they openly wore. Open carry rally. Carrying weapons openly. The firepower made some nervous. The open carry. Open carry rally. Weapons openly displayed. The open carry protest. Open carry. Openly carry a gun. It's not the first time that we've had uh, events that have been controversial. This is a site where Klansmen, Nazis, and counter-protesters once gathered. It remained peaceful, and the mayor expects the same thing Monday but it gives him pause. With that and the amount of weapons uh, that will be in plain sight, uh, just worry about the general public. Firearms Owners Against Crime, we advise people to, to carry conceal and take a sign or wave a flag, but not to sling a carbine, although it is our right to do so. Absolutely. So one of the neat things about uh, what happened in, on November 2nd was I could not find one article that said anything about open carry when they were reporting about the, the uh, rally. And if you look at rallies all across the nation, the media spin is always making it about open carry. Absolutely. So we took away their ability to do that by just going down there with signs and, and flags. Absolutely. And I think that that is uh, really very wise. And with our show, so Gun Freedom Radio, the word gun is in our title. My husband and I own a gun store, AZ Firearms. Firearms is in the name, right? Yep. But all the work that I do as an advocate, I don't lead with the gun, mm. right? I, I lead with, it's about your rights because, and this was my daughter who brought this to my attention when she was in I don't know. She was really too young to have been this wise. So I'm, I'm high-fiving myself as a mom and I'm definitely high-fiving her. But she said, you know, mom, you can be anti-gun, but pro-Second Amendment. And it, it took me a minute. I had to sit back and think about that. And she's exactly right. Yeah. You can be someone who absolutely doesn't want anything to do with the tool, right? The gun itself. Never going to own one. Wish that nobody else would but will live and die to protect the right for your fellow citizen to own that. It was, uh, I know Lincoln's been quoted many times to say, I may disagree with what you're saying, but I'll, I'll die for your right to say it. Um, it's that kind of distinction 
it confuses the other side just enough that it helps our message get through more effectively. Right. I think the DC rally itself is is helping with that. I was just surprised with the the diversity of the the type of people and the amount of people that were there on just all different walks, all different sides of the aisle. This is Nate at the Shooter's Bench. You're watching Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macro. Meet the Pressers. A generation ago, if even that long, the rhetoric that we're hearing out of the Beto O'Rourke's of the world, <laughs> mm-hmm. that would have been instantaneous career ending yeah. talk. Well, like, it did it did end his bit as a president. <laughs> Thank thankfully, God. oh my thankfully, goodness. but look how extreme he yeah. was to get our attention. And there's people that are right behind him. Oh yeah, we got to do that. And that's the scary part is that, you know, he's, he is in the minority, but he's still, it's a very big voice in the minority. And it's, it's, uh, it's scary. It's scary. Well, there's things are there's still a lot of people that feel exactly the same way as him, but are smart enough not to say it out loud. True. Too. That's right. And that true. is the scary part. Cause I think it was a joy Behar, one of these ladies on one of those talk uh, yep. panel programs uh, that was saying, well, why don't you be smarter, Democrats? Don't tell the public what you plan to do and then go in there and do it. And I'm like, well, not that we're we're naive enough to believe that politicians haven't done that yeah, for all forever. the time. Yep. But to just, again, be so blatant with it and just so out there with it, it's like, are the, I mean, I guess the blessing of it is that I am seeing much less apathy from the Second Amendment advocacy side of the fence, right? Those of us that do own guns and care about our rights. I'm seeing much less apathy right now than um, I have in the several years that I've been doing this kind of work. So I guess we could thank them for waking us up a little bit. Now, Clint said uh, uh, something earlier that made me think. He said, brilliant, and it made me think of, uh, you have a degree in psychology? Is it? I do. Uh, I have a master's degree. Uh, My two undergraduate degrees are in counseling, and then my master's degree is in organizational leadership, which is still a psychology-based degree that uh, helps to build culture and works on uh, uh, communication, interpersonal, interbusiness, that sort of thing. And it's uh, the original idea was that I was going to when I grew up I was gonna you know have the whole Freud pipe and the little round glasses and, <laughs> and, and the sofa and the whole sometimes thing. a banana is just a banana right yes <laughs> tell me about your mom your mother you know where did this all start right and uh, so well, God had a different path for me He placed me in in business and advocacy and. One day I was lamenting it to my daughter. I'm like, why did I do all that studying and pay all those school bills to, you know, get this degree in psychology? She's like, mom, I've met your family. I've met your <laughs> And you're using your psychology every day. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. I was, I was thinking more long-term where if uh, Trump wins again, then there's going to be a lot of people out there that lose their mind. And you could probably make some mint off that. You know? You know talk them through like, you know, a gun, a gun is, is an inanimate object. You know, it, it, assault isn't, you know, something a gun does on its own. <laughs> I, I think you might have something there. I've, I've got a, a, a rich uh, future ahead of me, I think. Just make sure you don't have gun or firearms in the name of your uh, psychiatric uh, <laughs> that's, that's your, true. your counseling or, business. 
Yeah, Facebook might pull it down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure, we cannot advertise anything on any social media platforms because even our auction house, because that's our other business, yeah. is we have an auction house, Pot of Gold Estate Auctions. Mm -hmm. And because one of the things that we sell at our auction happens nice. to be guns and ammo, we can't, even if the ad has no mention. You're tied. Since, yeah, since they know that guns do pass through our hands. Oh my goodness, right. grasp your pearls, you know. Uh, but uh, no ads, no ads for you. We uh, are. I've been reasonably successful at not putting text on my posts, but I will make a PDF file like a poster and all the text is on a PDF file. So someone has to actually get eyes on it to recognize it. Otherwise, the robots and the, the programs won't pick it up because I won't put any text in the listing itself. That's so you, been pretty useful. So you meme, you meme yourself. Yeah, I meme myself. Yeah, so I'll, <laughs> I'll make an ad like a poster and then post the poster. So it just looks like a JPEG. I love it. See, we've always got to have these workarounds. You know, it's like the the PC guards and the, you know, the anti-rights guards are standing there just waiting for mm -hmm. us to say something. And then we're like, don't pay attention to this. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to. Pay no attention. Remember when we were kids, we used to do like uh, letters and numbers. We say like the letter A is one and, you know, and we'd do it that way. And then code. we'd make some code. Yeah, code. I seen somebody on Facebook did that. They actually put down, I may or may not have a, and then they did like, bolt with you know b was like an eight and it was all encrypted and if you read it it's it's like bolt at, and then you knew it's like bolt action <laughs> rifle with scope for sale <laughs> and then somebody yeah and then somebody like sent him a, a message to him or commented on it and they're like no text me text yes. me don't comment like, yeah exactly but did it end with Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. <laughs> oh my goodness. I seen one. I just seen one today where somebody did that. They did the dot torture test and it was like, oh, I saw that one. They yeah. called it. He's like, call, boom, boom, boom. and then, and then they went up and they go, oh, yep. Okay. You got it on this one. And it was Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah. It, it, Such it's, clever. You know, if we would put that energy into reaching out to our elected officials yes. and telling them how to represent us, we would have no more problems, but yeah. in the meantime, we'll enjoy the, the fun of uh, <laughs> those memes. Now, along with everything you have going on and all the charity work, charity work you do, um, are you involved with the DC Project? I am. I'm the Arizona delegate for the DC Project, okay. and I was one of the original, uh, you know, kind of scouting mission that went to DC to get the lay of the land and figure out, like, I'm from Arizona what the heck is a metro? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't have any idea. I figured it out. Nice. Uh, but so Diana, her plan all along was to <clears throat> break us into groups of three or four. And so she'd have like a den mom. And so I would, I've always been, you know, the, the team leader, the den mom. And so I had to, even if I'm not going to use the metro, uh, I had to be able to lead my team and help them if they decided that that was their best mode of transportation. <clears throat> Excuse me, because uh, you know we show up to meetings together, but in between meetings, you know sometimes we we scatter about. And uh, so learning the metro, learning how to make appointments with our legislators. Yeah. It's amazing how many of us, myself included, I had never done that. I had always voted. 
I had always written letters or, you know, email when that came along. I'm dating myself that there was a time in my life when there was letters. no such thing as email. Um, so, you know, I've, I'd always been involved and interacted, but I had never made an appointment to go in and sit down and talk to my elected official. And here in Arizona, I felt a little like I'm, I, I, the people that were in office at the time that the DC project started here in Arizona were all thumbs up to the second amendment. There was no disagreement um, between how they voted and how I would want them to vote. And so I felt like I was wasting their time kind of, you know, I'm going to show up in your office when you've got other work to do. Uh, But the fact that I was building that personal relationship with them, that was invaluable. And also to show the other ladies when we come into this office, it has this kind of feel and we're more asking them, what can I do as a citizen to help you do mm-hmm. your job better? Right. Then we go into the New York ladies office. It's a completely different yep. dynamic and situation. And it's it's a very, not like you're going to the principal's office exactly, but you you get this sense that they believe the person whose office you're going to that person believes that they are in a seat of power right mm-hmm. and we are sort of coming in oh please sir Presence. yes please sir may i have some rights sir and uh so it's a real eye-opening situation to help the the different delegates see how things are, how to better communicate your ideas when you're having different kinds of conversations. And I think it's really rich for the representatives to get this eye-opening, wait a minute, what's this Arizona lady coming in here telling me they've got, people are just walking around with guns? No, we can't. Full auto, America. And we have those too. So, and- you guys Nobody have your- has been harmed in the ownership of these guns. So unless they, unless you throw a, a suppressor at somebody, yeah, that might. No, if, if they grow legs, we're upset about a muffler. Like, how are we upset about a muffler? <laughs> Please, someone, you yep. know, put the put the logic train back on its tracks just for a moment. Meet the pressers. We have our FFL as well, PSNED. So we. Uh, we'll have our SOT looking at next year is what we're thinking of doing. So very, very good. Yeah. We in New York, nonetheless, New York. And see, that's huge. I mean, we're in Arizona, so it's kind of like, ah, oh, yawn, just yeah. plastic, <laughs> manufacture, whatever, you know, in New York, you're like, what, yep. what magic wand do you own? <laughs> yeah. Even being law enforcement, I could get some of the stuff, but I'd have to have a letter from my employer. And it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to go through that. Cause I mean, I'm not really going to, I don't need a full auto in, in the jobs that I do in law enforcement right now, but it's cool as hell to have it otherwise. So I'm going to get the SOT and then, then we'll be able to just go out in my backyard and shoot full auto and film it. <laughs> See, that's something you have that I don't. I live in a just a little neighborhood, just a little suburb. So it's a good hour drive for us to be able to go out and play with our fun toys. And you can't take some of the stuff we have to the organized ranges, mm. like nothing over 50 caliber mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So uh, we really have to get out there. And with the er- the sprawl that's happening, it's farther and farther and farther every year that we have to drive. So you oh, get wow. to go in your backyard. I I'm, do. It's, I'm it's... green. Look at me turning green <laughs> with envy. 
Yeah. Now, if you just had your rights, you would have everything. <laughs> Go figure. As educators, as influencers, as advocates, you know, we, we speak one way to try to bring our fellow citizens over to the fold, but we speak very differently to, to uh, elected officials. I'm always a big fan of the book called Confrontational Politics. Uh, by Richardson. I don't know if you've read that book. I haven't, uh, but I'm going to. I'm going to write that yeah, down. Yeah, it's a small book. You could, you're a smart person. You'd probably blast through it in an afternoon. <laughs> uh, excellent this is book. A small book. How many people have read it? This yeah, there the you go. There you oh, go. Look, we're twinning. I love it. We match. I'll share this story with you that, that happened in the New York office. It was one of the, the most interesting that uh, I personally encountered. So we went in and uh, the, I am not the, the constituent. They do not have to give me one second of time to address them. Uh, and we are not there with an ask. We are not there to, you know, you know, do this yeah, we are there to show that, you know, you don't even know that some lady wearing polka dots is a, you know, a two-way advocate. You don't know that we exist because we are not the bearded camo, you know, 50 and older guy. So we're in there to, you know, just to reveal the, the face of the 2A gun owner uh, and also to build those relationships and make those inroads. And so it's very friendly. It's very smiley, you know, all as warm as we can make it. And so this particular guy went around the table it wasn't the, the elected official himself. It was a staff member, which sometimes we, that is who we get the appointment with. Mm. And that's not a loss at all because the right. staff members have a lot of influence. A lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They do. And so he went around the room after he had talked to his constituent and just said, and who are you? And you know, what state are you from? And when he got to me, um, he, he had already gone through the route that he had said, it's not palatable for the police officers of New York, for the citizenry to walk around armed. And in my brain, you know, I'm like, I just read this. I just read this and not once did I see the word palatable, but you know, I'll go read it again. But- uh, so word my, palatable, that's nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very eloquent. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking all of the heated rhetoric that right. I want to say, and I'm, you know, taking a, a, a extra breath. And I, I said, you know what? I do understand that the culture is very different in New York than it is in my state of Arizona. But I would encourage you uh, to just look at Arizona where we have constitutional carry, where there's no permission-based system to owning these tools of hunting and sporting and self-defense. I would encourage you to look at Arizona as a real-time, real-life experiment in how it goes when the citizenry can and does just freely exercise that right. And you'll see that our crime rates are low and they, they're dropping all the time, even with the unrest at the border. And he didn't have a retort right. because I didn't hit him with what he was used to hearing. Right. And I didn't hit him with the politics. And so I think that if we are very well-read and very well-rounded, uh, that we can navigate those kind of conversations in a very non-confrontational. I was inviting him to do something, right? Yeah. I'm not telling him you better. Right. Um, and so we got to the, the end of all of that and said our thank yous and got ready to say our goodbyes. And this guy who sat there 
giving us all the talking points to being anti-gun. Turns out he was a total fanboy for one of our delegates who didn't happen to be in his office, but uh, was a competitive shooter, Becky Yackley. Total fanboy for her. And so we're like, I think I think we made more of an impact in that one meeting than we could really quantify. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we started an initiative called National Educate a Politician Initiative where we we're trying to call the call to arms, get the uh, instructor base to go out and meet with politicians locally at the local level. Because Clint and I both do it in Pennsylvania and New York. And uh, when the SAFE Act passed in 2013, I met with both my local assemblyman and my local state senator to talk to them about it and how my wife's not going to be able to defend herself. But with a seven round magazine, when somebody breaks into the house with her, you know, 10, 30 round magazine, how is she going to defend herself? And well, actually, that won't happen because that criminal is going to stop at your front door and say, gee, this is a non-compliant magazine. I can't do this. And then they're going to walk away. I should have check that and that's actually the point i made to to senator um or uh, state assemblyman sam roberts i had said to him you know i don't know any bad guy that before they go rob a bank they're only going to put seven rounds in their 10 round magazine just not doesn't make sense that's the thing but and and we the law abiding are the only ones that those yeah. restrictions and those, that permissive based yep. system <clears throat> is going to impact and it can't be a positive impact. The fear of guns. Uh, I think there's a name for it. Hopalophobia. I, I don't even know if that's a. a so like Hopalong uh, Cassidy. I know. I, it was coined by uh, one of. Oh gosh, who was it? His name just left my my mind. Anyway, uh, it 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 is one of the only. I think it is the only phobia I can think of that is actually encouraged on mass scale. Right. So if somebody was afraid to fly, then there there's nobody out there that would be like, you know what, you're absolutely right. You should definitely lobby so that other people also can't fly because that's a real fear. Nobody does that. Right. But with guns, that's what happens. Yes, you should be afraid of that. And you should tell all your neighbors and your children mm -hmm. and everybody that you can tell that that they should also be afraid of it. it it really is the fear of firearms. Mm -hmm. Hopalophobia. Thank you. Yes. Who coined it? Can you yeah. see who coined it? Jeff Cooper. Thank you. That's oh, the name, good. Jeff Cooper. Yeah. So not not uh, the Freud type. He's more of the the gunny type. But uh, it it works. I mean, it's it's phobia is fear. Yeah. And hopalo, I guess. Hop along. I don't know where it came up with the hopalo part. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find out because that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, the etymology of Hopalo. Let's find that out. <laughs> 1962, in response to the perceived need to for a word to describe a mental <laughs> mental abrasion consisting of an unreasonable terror of gadgetry, specifically weapons. Well, there you so, go. Yeah, 1962, because he wanted to coin a phrase around people thinking guns are bad. So this isn't a new thing. I no, mean, 62. Yeah, in the scope of life, it's brand new, you know, in the scope of the age of, of humanity. Right, definitely. But, uh, but in this conversation, it's not, um, it's not terribly new. And I don't see us trying to, um, well, I guess a bunch of us are trying to treat it in the ways that we can. We're trying to be that reasonable voice. You know, I'm, I'm trying to show that I'm just a mom. I'm just a grandma. I'm just a business owner. 
but I do passionately um, defend my rights and I exercise them and I, I carry everywhere that I legally can because Same. just like I have the seatbelt that I put on when I get in the car, it's not because I plan to go and crash into people in my car. Everybody can understand that. Yep. But the minute you say, oh, you've got that uh, tool on you today? Why are you planning to do something bad with it? Why, like, why is that the conclusion? Right. Exactly. Where why is that you're there for it? That makes no sense to me. Or a fire but, extinguisher. Same, same kind exactly. of. Exactly. So, you know, because we have to deal with the immediacy of what may come our way. So the term hoplon, hoplon is uh, Greek for arms. That's where that comes from. Oh. oh that makes sense. Yep. So, hoplon Cassidy was not right. Well, before we had this conversation, I was trying to make it like hoppies, you know, the gun oh, hoppies. Oil. Maybe, hey, maybe that's where hoppies came from. Maybe. 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 Arms. I'll have to look that up too. Yeah. <laughs> this is Augie Macro and Wolfcat, founders of the Kitty Petters Union. And you're watching Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macro. Meet the Pressers. As you did so well, Gun Freedom Radio. <laughs> and uh, we are uh, at gunfreedomradio.com. We are on all of the uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And we are an interview-based show. I want to interview experts. I, I don't want people to say, well, Cheryl said, or my husband Dan said, I want them to get the person who is the expert in their field of hunting or competitive shooting or the political angle or whatever the case may be, hear directly from them uh, and, and then carry those conversations forward to your dinner table and your carpool and you know all those kinds of things. So I have had the amazing opportunity of interviewing people that I would want to talk to anyway, but the fact that I get to put a microphone in front of them and then have this huge family talk, you know, with the, not even just the nation, the fact that we're online and all of our shows are hosted on our website and you can listen to it podcast style. But we have listeners in every country that has internet. And it's fun to watch those analytics to see what, why is Sweden like super <laughs> excited about us this week? You know, last week I had no listeners this week. There's like a whole bunch of them and you know, it's, it is really, really fun. And I think that people are hungry for freedom everywhere. And uh, that's what we talk about. We are gun freedom. So we don't just talk about the tools. Actually, we talk about the tools very rarely because that's not my expertise. That's not, you know, my husband, he's a, a and encyclopedic, uh, he has that encyclopedic knowledge of the tools. But uh, if you've listened to our show at all, he rarely gets a word in edgewise because <laughs> I talk a lot or something like that. <laughs> well, it's great having you on. I appreciate you being on Meet the Pressers, and uh, you have a happy new year. Happy new year to you both. God bless your new year, and uh, I look forward to having you on my show soon. Well, I look forward to that too, and thank you for coming on today. Thank you. We have a lot of sponsors that made this show possible. Make sure you check them out and give them your business. This episode of Meet the Pressers is made possible with the generous support of thelawofselfdefense.com, Nikon, Shooter Technology Group, 
ASP, Saber Red, the Safer Faster Defense Responder 2.0, and Lee Armory. Thank you. Thanks for watching the show. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and click that little bell to make sure you know when our next episode's uploaded. Until next time, adieu. Thank you for watching Meet the Pressers.